Welcome, Barbara. It's time for uh, Barb's Wire. She's taking a look at the things trending in social media. Um, yeah. And I'm as keen as an eagle. Well, I think the first one's obvious, and that is everything Springboks. Everything, the team and the arrival back, the homecoming yesterday, which started with the arrival at OR Tambo. I don't know. I mean, if you haven't maybe been under a rock, you you know, the crowds in that video, it was quite phenomenal to see the turnout and the players all filing past and the general hiss that was going on. I mean, I did kind of laugh this morning because I saw nothing about the medium-term budget trending anywhere. And I was thinking, okay, the government's delighted that everyone is completely distracted by the happiness around the rugby because then nobody has to notice that Enoch Gorongwan is about to give us some very bad news yeah. and to probably take more of our money. But um, I thought really quite a, a quite a cool story was the one around a video posted around Rassi when he came through the line of players coming through the airport. There was just a noticeable, and I noticed it also when the, when they were on the podium on the weekend. He sort of like pulls back a lot, and there were he was apparently brought well, he was brought to tears at the airport because people were shouting Rassi, Rassi, Rassi. And the cup was being passed from player to player as they were wheeling their trolleys. And he kind of backed away, didn't want to take the trophy because his, that's his style. You know, he kind of feels it's their trophy. It's the player's trophy. And eventually at some point they sort of foisted it on him and he held it very briefly and then passed it quickly to the next player. And I just think it's an interesting it, style that he has, which is, you know, he... He doesn't. He, but his he, charm is also down. Oh no, I was going to say he leads the players to war, but I don't want to use that. But term. still, he yeah, leads he them looked, into the game. Yeah, he guides and them. he's kind of going now. Let them take yeah. the, the credit. I'm not making this all about me. Another sweet story was, or interesting story was, Mandy was at the airport yesterday doing midday report live um, and interviewing all sorts of fans. And one of them, and we've got the story up on our website. One was a woman, a South African woman who lives in Italy with her Italian husband and her kids, flew back to get airside to see the players. Wasn't that a cool story? I and heard that on Mandy's show. And she's flying back tonight. Yeah, so we've got that. If you want to listen to that clip, it's on the Cape Talk website. There is a picture of her. Our One of our people at the airport actually took pictures, and so we've got a picture of her in her flag. But you've got to explain that. She was clever. So she flew in so as to be on the airside. other side. She kept side. talking about airside. Yeah. So where, she, where she could connect with the Springboks right, and a so little she personal... Was, right, without the crowd. Cool. Clever girl. Yes, but like, sorry, I was going to say the crazy things fans will do. And I mean, we were sort of saying in the office, okay, like, let's talk about having the money to do that. Yeah. Fly in. Well, she did say it was all of her savings, but the crazy things fans will do. Take crazy. Yeah. Crazy. So that was quite an interesting story. Who cares about story. tomorrow? I, I hug, see ya. That's a South African um, mindset. Who cares about tomorrow? Let's not save. I, I was suggesting <laughs> a little earlier that a lot of tourists are going to come and check out. Boys and girls are going to come and check out the big and burly licorice all sorts on the yeah, short and slippery licorice all sorts. <laughs> <laughs> I think we got a tourist no, asset. No, it's there. definitely an asset. <laughs> definitely. They're going to go look for them. Where are they? Where do they hang out? The next story is not actually funny, but I mean, watching the videos is always, I mean, there is a sort of weirdly negative entertaining quality. And that is in the Etiquani council meeting yesterday. It was around 5 p.m. If you've been online, you will have been inundated with videos of the EFF starting a brawl in the Etiquani council, assaulting councillors, security personnel and officials. And the video is quite hectic. We'll definitely get that up on capetalk.co.za if you don't want to go trawling around on X to find the videos. Um, 
it's quite hectic. And I mean, there's one woman involved. Not that I'm saying women don't get into physical fights, but she's punching away like there's no tomorrow in her red coat. Um, Joe's shaking his head here. And, you know, I was just thinking about it. It was all about this um, conditional uh, grant that they say the current council hasn't spent. So it's being returned to Treasury. I think it was $1.9 billion rand, a conditional grant allocated to repair infrastructure. They're saying the money has had to be returned to Treasury, which is what happens when you don't spend properly. And they want they want the, 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 the manager of the municipality to be ousted. But this punch-up, and this is the point, we live in a country which has such terrible levels of gender-based violence and of violence in general. We live in a cycle of violence. How can our leaders of any party be throwing punches? And it just, it's very disheartening to see that. Um, there is no excuse for throwing a punch in any circumstances. That isn't how we should be raised. Yeah, that a big challenge yep. is that and we think that we can solve problems with violence and and you, you can violence seen. begets violence and it as we say this is the same within the middle east you know and this is not a solution by example exactly leading by as example. You say, because this 100%. country still believes that that's how you solve problems with exactly. violence yeah, and then finally, this is a story that's sort of set in Europe at the moment, but I always say, you know, it could go global. And I just wanted to mention it because it's a sort of social media-related story and it has an interesting point to it. Would you now pay to have an ad-free Facebook and an ad-free Instagram? Do you, I mean, you might not be on there much. A lot of people are sitting on their Instagrams a lot. I know that has become, other than TikTok, probably like definitely a scrolling, doom-scrolling place for people, maybe not always doom-scrolling for Instagram because it is a slight happier place I find um, and Facebook and Meta the company has decided to launch a completely voluntary paid subscription for Europe the European Union and Switzerland where you can pay um, nine uh, almost 10 euros per month um, and you will get a completely ad-free offering it does not mean you have to do it you will get the same offering that you've always had with ads but they are just obviously experimenting whether this is whether there will be a take up on this. I mean, I find on Instagram some of the ads which we know they're listening to us at all times, and that when you mention you need a new pair of tackies, you know you immediately get like a hundred adverts for every tacky you know on the market. And sometimes that's not entirely unuseful to your mind because I, I sometimes find oh well, that is actually quite an interesting offering. But that's the one issue, and I just thought it's interesting how these big companies, these online companies, are, are experimenting with their monetization. You know, obviously they're saying, like YouTube, you know, it is a bit different because those are long videos. You know, there are people, a lot of people now pay for YouTube without videos. Yeah. Um, I don't. But those are the two revenue streams, essentially. The ads. You're either getting it from the ads or you're getting it from the subscription. But I thought what was interesting was that they've also said that they are only going to do this for people who are 18 and over and that they are going to start in Europe from November, early November. They are not going to serve adverts to teenagers in the reason, region. So I was thinking that through and I was thinking, okay, so I don't know if teenagers will notice or care. and Maybe they want ads. But if you can get your, your teenagers hooked on your platform, then by the time you do add the adverts back in, they are loyal to the platform. I don't know. I mean, I'd, I was just reading between the lines. But I thought it was interesting that um, they're looking at plans to separate for teenage users. And I always say this is this thing that marketers always do, isn't it? Catch them young, 
Um, you know, it's like the drug dealers who give free drugs to the kids. Mm. <laughs> and they have customers yeah, for life. Absolutely. Sorry, that's a very cynical way to look at it. Wow. But it's kind of Maybe. true. You know, like if you started using a product when you were a kid, it always stays in your pantry yep. for the rest of your life. Yep. That's me for the day. And that's Oros for me. <laughs> <laughs> or Marmite. Uh, it wasn't really Marmite. I think it was Oros. Really? And you uh, still have it? Yeah, I mean, that was, that was, that was, that was the alternative to well, water. Yeah, although I didn't like Marmite <laughs> when I was a kid, but now I do. Thank you, Barbara Friedman. That was Bob's Why Things Trending on Social Media. Um... See what Danny says. Danny from Stellenbosch always wades in when we're talking economics. And of course, we just did. We got an alternative view from Dominic Brown, Alternative Information and Development Center. Most people are saying the same thing. If you listen to TV and radio, people are saying the same thing about today's medium term budget statement. And we thought we'd get an alternative view. Danny says, spending other people's money, that is what your previous caller suggests. We are not a country that can print money without consequences. We are more like a household than a U.S. government. What does this mean? Unfortunately, if there is no money, you have to cut spending no matter the hardship. Love how these think tanks on both sides just spew academic views far removed from reality. Danny in, in Stellenbosch. And maybe, Danny, if you if you don't mind, I really want to understand that. Why are we a house uh, and and a household and the U.S. government is not a household? I, I need to understand that because when I look at the U.S. debt clock and I just typed it in, you can type in U.S. debt clock and you will see that the U.S. national debt is at 33 trillion U.S. dollars and it is growing exponentially. And there is no mission afoot to uh, reel it in. Why is it that, and that's debt per taxpayer, 259,103 uh, US dollars. Debt per taxpayer. That looks really out of hand. Why is it that the US can do it and we can't? I really want you to explain that to me, and I really want to understand that. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. It's, 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 I don't understand it. And maybe you're the man that can uh, bring that forth, that understanding, and I'll appreciate it. At 9.45, time for us to chat with Julia Wood, Cocked Biodiversity Managing... Let me try that again, loosely translated. That means Biodiversity Management Manager. She'll join us on the line. Another six more nature reserves, I think, that...